Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa. Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa. Whoa, uh, how about we do that? Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa. How about that? That's a lot better. Welcome in. This is the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. I am Joe Gaither. You are the listener or the viewer. You're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. I appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Or you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Amazon. You can be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the program. We appreciate every interaction that we get, whether it be from social media or on comments in in, in podcast centers, wherever you'd like to consume the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. We appreciate you. Make sure you tell a friend about the program we as we get ramped up into football season 24 days 24 days away from Alabama taking on MTSU so we are right right there uh well before we get into the program I want to encourage you to listen to our other BamaCentral.com broadcasting network podcast we've got our friends all things Bama who just put out an episode with Katie Wyndham and Austin Hannon they invited Oh, they invited my buddy and all of our buddies, Joey Blackwell, into their show. Joey Blackwell, formerly of Bama Central, has moved out of the media industry, just kind of observing sports as a fan now. But they invited Joey Blackwell in to talk about this Alabama Crimson Tide team. So you can listen to all things Bama with Austin Hannon and Katie Windham. You can also listen to Blue Collar Unplugged with Jacob Pickle, Matthew Gibson, and... Boy, Filer, bringing you everything Alabama basketball related. They're going to drop another episode, a new episode later in the week. So we appreciate everybody hanging out with us on the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. What are we going to do today? It's Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. It's Wednesday, and look, we're kind of waiting on more news. We're kind of waiting on actual football to drop or getting going. If you're itching for football, you can watch some football this coming weekend on Saturday. The NFL preseason week number one gets started. And I, of course, will be watching Bears and Titans. Bears and Titans on uh, week number one. Bears, Titans on, on Saturday. Then the Bears will play on the Bears will play the Colts the next week. And then they'll play the Browns. So I'll pay attention to all of the Alabama guys in the NFL as preseason is really getting underway. Uh, these guys are now, what, two and a half weeks? into camp and they're really getting rolling for their camp so we will pay attention of course on the horizon over the weekend to Alabama guys in pro football as week number one gets started off uh, week number one of preseason gets started off hello Miss Juline on the comments I appreciate you jumping in and joining us on the Facebook comments you can always jump in with Miss Juline on the comments interact with me with her with all of our listeners uh, leave me your comments questions queries and complaints you can make fun of the host it's about time for me to get a haircut again or just uh, chime in with any topics that you want to uh, throw at us on the table today. I've got several topics to get into. Always got several topics to get into, but if you want to chime in and and send the show in another direction, you're welcome to do that always right there on the comment side of things on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. We appreciate everybody. joining in and participate in the Joe Gaither show. All right, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's recap last night real quick. Uh, I know you guys aren't huge soccer fans, and that is A-OK. We'll recap last night uh, from the Alabama perspective. I was out at Alabama Soccer Stadium with my man, Will Miller. You can follow him at RealWBMiller on the Twitter machine for all of his great soccer coverage, soccer, women's basketball. Will Miller is all over every sport, really. Uh, So you can follow Will Miller. He was out there last night 
with, with myself, Bama Central, we were uh, the only publication, not to toot our own horn, toot toot, the only publication out there covering Alabama soccer match last night. So that is another reason why you should be following BamaCentral.com. We are the number one home. We're the Sports Illustrated home for all things Alabama Crimson Tide. So really, uh, obviously, football carries the water, and we love football, and we'll talk a lot of football right here on this show today. But we cover every sport. If it says Alabama across the uniform, we're in there, and we're covering it for uh, for BamaCentral.com. And for you guys, the listeners, make sure you follow us at BamaCentral.com. So what happened last night? Last night, if you didn't watch it or if you didn't know, it's A-OK. It was the first athletic event of the new calendar year year yes school starts in what like two weeks or so I think I think next week is rush and the week after school starts so school starts in about two weeks so you're not officially started the academic year but we don't care we're, we're, we're really here following the athletics and so the athletic calendar year got started yesterday for the Alabama Crimson Tide yes it was an exhibition so no harm no foul on the result Alabama and Tennessee uh, drew two to, two to two draw and frankly I was disappointed I was disappointed uh coach West Hart uh, a little disappointed he kind of had a mixed result he kind of felt like uh, his post game takeaway seemed like he had mixed mixed feelings about the game Here's what, how it went down. Alabama came out very, very strong uh, and, and really dominated the first uh, 15 minutes of the contest, uh, dominating possession, moving the ball into Tennessee's zone, creating chances into Tennessee's area. And Tennessee, maybe the, the second 15 minutes of the first half, kind of worked their way into the game a little bit. Didn't really get uh, to create a whole lot of chances because of one, Brooke Steer. And you can hear Brooke Steer's postgame comments right there on Bama Central's YouTube channel. Brooke Steer played basically a sweeper role for the Alabama Crimson Tide, basically a last woman standing for the defense, the last line of defense. And she did, a, I thought, an amazing job throughout the evening, uh, quelling and sweeping away and stopping any of the tennis uh, any of Tennessee's attacks. So midway through the, you know, we're, we're getting down to the end of the first half, and Alabama drives uh, d- drives left side, drives left side down the field, and gets a nice cross into the box. The Tennessee goalie tips it up into the air, and Cam Silva, Cam Silva was sitting right there, missed Cam Silva, bam, header right into the back of the net for Alabama's one to nothing lead, and the crowd, uh, the crowd that was there went wild. It was a, it was a, re- a really beautiful goal, Cam Silva in the right place at the right time. I Wish I had caught it on my camera, uh, but I caught the the uh, the interaction, the post game, excuse me, the the post goal celebration. You can check that out at Joe Gaither Six if you want to watch that. And then later, later into uh, the game, so you, they took a one nothing lead in the halftime, and so you're feeling good, you're feeling real nice, and okay, great. Alabama defending SEC champions. Yeah, if you don't like soccer, you can at least like champions. Alabama, the defending SEC champions, and the soccer team really going to the final four. The the, the Alabama soccer team. Advancing further than any other team, no disrespect to you, football, ba- basketball, or anyone else, advancing further than any other team in uh, in their respective sports last season. So uh, jump on a championship bandwagon as the season gets going. All right, so half number two got rolling. Half number two got rolling, and Alabama worked their way. Alabama really, I thought, took control of the first half or of the of the first part of the second half as well. Uh, through the first kind of ten minutes or so, Alabama draws a penalty. 
draws a penalty, and Felicia Knox uh, puts it in the back of the net for Alabama to give Alabama a 2 to nothing lead. You can check out that penalty on my, my Twitter if you want to check it out. Uh, nice little uh, nice little take. She puts it in the left side of the net, and Alabama is up 2 to nothing. And I'm thinking, oh, great. We're all home free. Everything is rolling for the tide. Everything's rocking and rolling. We're going to have a great result for the first event of the year, a 2 to nothing victory. And, oh, my gosh. The game stalled out. The game stalled out, and, and and the ladies, unfortunately, no disrespect, but this is just what happened, in my opinion. Uh, the ladies took their foot off the gas, took the foot off the off the gas pedal, and kind of played. Were trying to play a little bit of keep away with Tennessee, uh, and failed to do so. Tennessee scoring two goals in the game's last thirty minutes or so to tie to end up with a two to two tie. Uh, and after the game, after the game, Coach West Hart talking about the, uh, the the contest, really appreciating Tennessee's effort, gave Tennessee a lot of credit, and gave Tennessee, you know, said, "Oh, I'm glad that we played a good team and not just uh, not just a, a team that we would roll over." Because he admitted this was their first eleven on eleven action. Of the of the year, the girls had not played uh, any eleven on eleven during practice due to injury circumstances. Uh, seems like they're waiting to get a couple of girls back from injury to <clears throat> to basically buff up and rebuff all the numbers. Uh, but because the numbers have been low, they haven't been able to play eleven on eleven. And so last night's action against Tennessee was their first real kind of action, eleven on eleven, full time go, full go, and Tennessee warm out. At least through the second half, and Coach West Hart admitted that. Coach Hart said we only subbed three, or we we rotated three or four subs throughout the game, and Tennessee rotated eight, nine, ten subs throughout the game. And of course, that's something to work through the, as the season gets rolling. But it's a nice; it does kind of explain how Tennessee was able to sustain their effort through the ninety minutes. And look, I don't think the Alabama girls. Uh, gave up no not per se but the effort the attention to detail was just not near as crisp was not as crisp as the uh the last 30 35 minutes of the game went on and so just as a fan as an observer of soccer uh look i played soccer for a long time i love the international game of soccer we we, we enjoy like i've said every time on the program if someone is keeping score i am paying attention so it was a fun time to be out at the alabama soccer complex last night the weather oh my gosh was perfect Oh, absolutely perfect. I know it was raining throughout the day, uh, really all morning until my show ended yesterday about 2 o'clock. The rain broke about 2 o'clock, and we got out to the uh, Alabama Soccer Complex, Alabama Soccer Stadium. The weather was perfect. So, look, here's what I want you to do. Here's how I want you to take away from this. Uh, look, don't fret over a 2-2 to -two draw over a preseason exhibition game. No big deal. But what I want you to do is I want you to think about what you're doing for the next uh, couple of weeks, the next couple of times. Look, Alabama – Look through their schedule, RollTide.com, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine home games. Nine home games on the slate this year. Okay, look, we're not all soccer fans here in Alabama, and that is A-OK, -okay, but we're all fans of the A across the chest, and that's what we're wanting to support. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go on to RollTide.com, pick out a home game to go to, cheer for the girls. It's free. It's free 99 for fans, for students, it's free. Did you hear that again? Free, e -E, free 99 to get into the games. And these girls are coming off their most historic season ever, winning the SEC. 
going to the Final Four, representing Alabama deeply in the postseason last year. And Coach Wes Hart, he's on, golly, I think he's on his eighth year. Is that correct? Uh, Coach Hart, let's find out before I, before I make a fool of myself. Coach Hart is entering, yes, his eighth year. Of, uh, his eighth year of co- head coach at, at the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's been building this program really from the ground up. So what do you want to do? Go out and support these ladies who are running their tails off, running their tails off, uh, putting putting a lot of high, a lot of pressure on the other teams. Look, it was a fun event. Yes, Alabama drew, and you, you you kind of come away with a little bit of disappointment on the draw. But the girls play hard. The girls play aggressively. You can hear the chatter on the field. It's very entertaining to hear them. You know, a couple of our ladies got into it with a couple of officials last night over calls not agreeing. Well, you know, and that's what's going to happen that's what happens in soccer all the time a very fun time last night at Alabama Soccer Stadium and I encourage you so look you're thinking about what's the next event two weeks well really really next week uh you, you get the rest of this week and almost all of next week next week August 17th August 17th the girls are back in action for the first real at game this game is going to count uh on the 17th at 7 p.m the ladies are playing DePaul the ladies are playing DePaul on the 17th and then two more games this month. They're playing Memphis on the 27th and Miami on the 31st. So three home games in this month. Yeah, they're going up to UAB and they're playing Lipscomb as well on the road. And if you go up to uh, to uh, Nashville or Birmingham, you're very dedicated, and I appreciate you there. But look, everybody, everybody in the Tuscaloosa area, you can get out to a soccer event. Honestly, you can. You can park over there. The parking's really, really easy. It's free 99. Maybe the concessions need to get looked at uh, for for their prices but free event to get in there family friendly the girls play hard they represent Alabama very very well they've been representing Alabama very well last season and they look to build off of last year's uh last year's success and keep it going so I encourage you nine home games come on guys come on ladies come on fans viewers listeners whoever Nine home games. Get out and support this Alabama Crimson Tide team as uh, they look to continue to build their program. Look, you hear Coach Saban talking about uh, Olympic sports and how you know we need to be supporting the Olympic sports on, on campus, this, that, and the other. I know the Alabama fans really want to support. Yeah, there you go, Miss Julian. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on August uh, 17th. Uh, really, all three games in August, the 17th, the 27th, and the 31st, are all at 7 p.m. Free to get into. Free to get into. Just show right up with your Alabama shirt on and yell roll tight for 90 minutes and, and have a blast. They're, they got a drum out there banging a drum. They're chanting. They're chanting just like you would, you know, if you were in South America. They're trying to recreate some of those those atmospheres that you see on television. They need your support, and you and you can get out there, have a blast supporting the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, as these ladies are working their tails off. And the Alabama athletic season officially got underway yesterday. So we're rolling. We're rolling now. It's now. It's from now until the end of baseball and ho- the end of baseball softball, and hopefully that doesn't come until both those teams are in the College World Series, respectively. And so we'll hopefully be rocking and rolling on Bama Central until, what, early June? 
We cannot wait for it. We invite you to be a part of it right here on BamaCentral.com. Subscribe to the Bama Central YouTube channel. You can check out the interviews with Wes Hart and with Brooks Deer. They were both about three and a half minutes each, so it's not going to take you too much time to get familiar with the team and to hear from uh, hear from. Look, I thought Brooks Deer played the best game yesterday uh, as a defender. Yeah, we didn't have any goal. Uh, she didn't have any goals, but she was all over the place defending her tail off uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So it was great to hear from her. And Coach Wes Hart was very open with us as well. So you can check out both of those interviews on Bama Central's YouTube channel. Easy to find. Wes Hart, Brooks Deer, Bama Central YouTube channel. Easy, easy to find. Uh, so really appreciate the Stephanie Withy and the Sports Information Direct, uh, sports information Staff getting us hooked up out at <clears throat> Alabama Soccer Complex. And we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep watching them. We'll be out there next Thursday, next Thursday for Alabama and DuPaul. And I hope you guys will join us next Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. Free, once again, free event. Not many Alabama athletic events are free, especially, think about it, not many Alabama athletic events where the team is really, really good are free. I love the football team. We love the basketball teams, and they're very, very good as well. And you know, they're they're not. You got to charge. You got to charge. You know, you have to charge something to get into these games. But it's nice to have a nice free event for families to get out and support their Crimson Tide. All right, let's keep this bad boy rolling. Excuse me, I'll take a drink, clear my throat real quick, and we will keep it rolling on the Joe Gaither Show. All right, so let's keep let's flip it to football. Everybody's like, oh, we don't want to hear talk, any soccer talk. Let's flip it to football. Let's flip it to football. What's happened over the last 24 hours to get into? Well, what will happen at 4.30 today? At 4.30 today, head coach Nick Saban will be back in front of the podium. He's going to give us a cake update, I'm sure. No, he's not going to give us any cake updates. He's going to say, oh, the quarterbacks are still developing. Don't ask me about them. Uh, but what I do want to hear from Coach Saban about is a lot of things that you know, Tommy Reese talked about on Sunday. Tommy Reese talked about integrating his philosophies with the Alabama offense. And I'd love to hear elaboration from uh, Coach Saban about how that looks or what that merger, what that uh, – what that blending will look like for, for this Alabama team. And now obviously Coach Saban's not going to give away the game plan. He'll probably uh he'll probably just you know, brush off any any talk and say the Alabama offense is the offense and you know he's going to be running our offense and then you'll see it on uh September 2nd and it'll look a lot different than what it's looked in the last four or five years. What's gonna go? What do we get into? Let's get into let's get into flipping players is perfect, Miss Julian. That's perfect. Let me look because I got my notes on another screen. So let me go back to my notes because I am a little discombobulated. I, I, I got on a little bit late today, and I apologize to everybody who was maybe looking for the program. There's my notes. There's my notes right there. Uh, okay, so I got on a little bit late today because I was writing. Uh, I had to catch up and write about the Henry Ruggs news. Unfortunately, or fortunately, Henry Ruggs came to a Came, came to a conclusion or a resolution in his case. He pled guilty to DUI vehicular manslaughter, um, and the judge ended up giving him three to ten years in prison. 
Now, uh, Henry Ruggs was very apologetic in his uh, in his statement to the court. He apologized to Tina Tentor's family, apologized to all his fans, and apologized to everybody that really has looked up to Henry Ruggs. He uh, admitted to his wrongdoing. He, he basically said, I take full responsibility and, and I don't have any, any excuses for my actions. I just want to learn from my actions and impact the world in a positive place. I want to be, give, give back to being a good, uh, a good father and try to set a good example and encourage people not, not, not to drink and drive, not to drink under under any sort of influence. And so, yeah, I got on a little late today just because I had to write that news. And I had to write, all right, you go from negative news to positive news. I had to write about one Red Morgan. Red Morgan sounds like a country music singer. Like, goodness gracious, come out to uh, come out to, to Coppertop and hear Red Morgan play. That's what it sounds like uh, to me. But Red Morgan, if you didn't see it earlier this morning, earlier this afternoon, Red Morgan from Central Phoenix City High School has flipped his commitment from Florida State to the University of Alabama, giving Alabama two flips in two days uh, and really ironically two flips both at the safety position. Kind of interesting. You had Peyton Woodyard yes, uh, yesterday was already committed to Georgia, flipped his commitment from Georgia to the University of Alabama, roll tide. And then today, Mr. Rhett Morgan flips his commitment from Florida State to the University of Alabama. So what can we know about Red Morgan so far? Red Morgan, uh, right at six foot, Goodness gracious, these numbers don't look pretty to me, but Nick Saban and Nick Saban we trust. Red Morgan is six foot 190, 175, 180. Depends on where you're looking, what uh what services that you're looking at. 24-7 has him at 180. Uh, excuse me, at 175 on three sports has him at 180. Uh, so you got a light player. But come on, Amy Bragg. Come on, Amy Bragg and Dr. B- uh, and David Ballou. They're going to get a lot of sand in his pants, and they're going to buff him out and beef him up. What do I see when I put on Red Morgan's tape? Oh, my gosh. Speed. Speed. Speed and aggression. Uh, this, my, this man can fly for Central Phoenix City. Uh, playing safety last year for the Red Devils, taking Central Phoenix City Red Devils to the Class 7A semifinals, the highest level in the state of Alabama, uh, the semifinals. Now, look, uh, Central Phoenix City has been a powerhouse program for a while. Uh, they, made the, they made the finals the year prior when Red Morgan was a sophomore. So they're looking to uh, continue. They're, they're a great program. He comes from a great program. He plays at the highest level in the state of Alabama. Obviously, he was highly coveted by several schools. Uh, he was committed to, to Florida State up until this morning. Red Morgan looks like a just a blur coming across my television, uh, coming across my computer screen when I'm watching the uh, watching film. Uh, he, when he decides he wants to go somewhere, it's getting there in a hurry. And so I, that's what I see when, when I see Red Morgan's tape, and I think that that is what's so attractive to the University of Alabama. Look, you cannot you, – you can beef somebody up. If he's six foot 185, you can beef somebody up to a 200, 205, that sort of thing. But what you cannot do is you can't really make anybody that much faster. Speed is often look. It's it's very God given. It's a God given trait, and, and and of course you can improve God given traits. You can you can take you know an extra tenth of a second off your off your forty time, or you can uh, get faster and learn. Or you can learn better technique running and take a couple of seconds off your times. You can, but inherent natural speed, 
oh my gosh, it's basically God-given. It's basically who's got it and who doesn't. You see it when you look at Ryan Williams' film, the class of 2025 wide receiver who, oh my gosh, is he going to reclassify? Is Ryan Williams going to reclassify to the 2024 time, uh, to, to, to the 2024 class? Uh, bad, bod, bod pod time. Bod pod time at Alabama football. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, Miss Julian. I'm not. I don't. I don't follow your comment very well, right there. But uh, I think that Alabama sees uh, a great physical trait in Red Morgan in his speed. And so when you put on his film, when he decides, oh, there's the ball, I'm going to get the ball, he is going after it. 50 tackles last year for Central Phoenix City, five for a loss, two interceptions, uh, had four or five pass breakups, and obviously has helped the Central Phoenix City Red Devils get all the way to the semifinals, and he's going to try to get uh, them one step further and hopefully win a, win a state championship this year. Obviously, you got to go up against Thompson and Hoover and other, other programs, other Big Ten 7A programs, but Central Phoenix City doing big time work. And here we go. Ironically, interestingly enough, he is the teammate of Isaiah Fega. Isaiah Fega, defensive lineman, and both those guys now committed to Alabama. Isaiah Fega was committed to Utah, and his flip, he flipped his commitment what, about a month or two ago. Uh, he flipped his commitment to out. To put him in the bod pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got to put him in the bod pod. That's how they know what to do with the players. Yeah, we're going to get him in with Amy Bragg. We're going to get him in with David Blue, and after six months, they're going to come out looking uh, filled out, looking like they're ready to play some real college football. I do agree with you, Julian. And Alabama does uh, an amazing job. You look, think about think about Mac Jones. Uh, you guys know how much I maybe I'm not a huge Mac Jones fan. I'm not, but think about his transformation when he came to Alabama. He was a real skinny boy. He was a he was thin as a rail. And Alabama and Amy Bragg and David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray at the time really Scott Cochran was still involved in the in the program at, at that time as well for a hot minute really, really developed Mac Jones physically and, and helped him fill out and look like a man's man. Uh, I think Alabama does a fantastic job developing guys physically and getting them at least giving them the tools to be ready to play high, high level football, whether they can grasp things mentally or play consistently uh that's a that's a whole another issue i think the in the lab once they get the guys in the lab they give the guys the tools to be successful and you'll see that with red morgan red morgan a little skinny boy at six foot 175 and we will see him i'm sure fill out uh when he comes to alabama but the speed oh man i want to reiterate the speed on tape is impressive very very impressive uh he is flying from his safety position making tackles at the line of scrimmage. He is tracking back, making tackles from the other side of the field, uh, really all over the place for the Central Phoenix City Red Devils. And so that's a hugely attractive trait for me. If you've got speed, man, we want it. We want it. I mean, because if you're, if you're fast, look, you make up for a lot of you make up for some body deficiencies with speed. Look, if I were a lot faster than my 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 frame, look, you hit somebody at a high speed. You think about a you think about a bullet. A bullet's tiny, but it's going at a billion. It's going at so, such such a high rate of speed that it creates lots and lots of deadly damage. And we're not really gonna talk, you know it, it creates massive damage because of speed. And so, uh, Red, Red, Red Morgan. His real name, Rydarius. Rydarius Morgan goes by Red Morgan. You sound like a country music singer. Hopefully, you'll come in with that gritty attitude that the old country music singers have. We're going to come in and work. Like, literally, he sounds like he should be playing at 1831 this weekend. Red Morgan and Neyland Hibbett playing together. 
I know Nigel and Hibbett, our long snapper, who actually does play in several of the bar scenes downtown, uh, gets a little gets his guitar out and sings. You got to get yourself a Red Morgan in the band, Nigel Hibbett. So <laughs> Alabama coming in with its 17th. 17th overall commitment in the 2024 class. You have 17 guys now locked in. Even after you, you know, you lost Perry Thompson two weeks ago, and you have just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. You bring in Amari uh, Jefferson, and you bring in Peyton Woodyard, and now you brought in Red Morgan. And Alabama, you look on the re- recruiting class rankings, still sitting there right there, number four. Still sitting at number four. You got 17 commits. So what do you have? Well, you're going to probably get seven, eight, nine. Maybe max maximum of ten guys left in in this class. You don't want to get oversigned by too much because it forces you to you know kind of do a little pushing out on the transfer portal, and that does happen and it can happen. But I think you're probably looking at tw- anywhere between 24 and 27, 28 guys are going to be in this class when it's all said and done. And so Alabama, you're sitting on 17. You're going to go get about another seven, eight, nine guys, and we're going to support the guys as best we can. Now I have two. Central Phoenix City Red Devils to uh, to go after. I've got a phone number for for head coach Patrick Nix. We've uh, sent him a call one time, but we're going to try to call him and really get uh, to know Patrick Nix, Isaiah Faga, and Red Morgan on the program. All right, so let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Thanks, everybody, for watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Mr. Lean chiming in on the comments. You can join her on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, at Joe Gaither 6 If you want to join us, I'll accept pretty much anybody's friend request at this point. If I see that you're real, nobody, you know, no no bots or <laughs> no bots or scammers. But if I see that you're real, I will invite you, or, or invite you to send me a friend request on the Facebook machine, and you can jump in and join us on the comments as well. Uh, you can find us, again, on Spotify. Apple Podcasts and on Amazon uh, rate and review subscribe excuse me rate review and subscribe the program uh, the Joe Gaither show on Bama Central all right let's keep moving let's keep moving my next my next note oh yeah my next note says Greg Sankey my next note says Greg Sankey so let's talk about the SEC commissioner the SEC commissioner uh, yesterday talking you know talking as he does Let's find out my man's comments. You can read about it on BamaCentral.com. Our guy Austin Hannon writing about it for us. Uh, all right, so let's see. Nick Saban obviously talked about conference realignment on Sunday. Uh, but Greg Sankey on the Bald Man Show yesterday, uh, on the Bald Man Show yesterday, really talked about uh, talked about the SEC and its need or non or lack thereof, lack thereof, uh, lack thereof need for expansion. Look, you, we talked about conference expansion yesterday on the show. If you missed that conversation, you can look it up on all the platforms I just mentioned two seconds ago. We'd love to have you look up the shows. Any of the shows that you miss uh, are all right there archived on all those platforms. But Greg Sankey talked yesterday on the Baldman show and said uh, the SEC does not need to add more teams, does not need to go across four time zones, does not need to add teams to garner interest on the West Coast. And he's exactly right. I mean, goodness gracious, you guys can hate Greg Sankey all you want, but as far as the business of the SEC, oh my gosh, he has been an absolute genius. He's been an absolute genius since he's been, since his inception. And you can disagree about you know how he takes care of Alabama or how he treats certain programs. I know that there you know punishments get doled out sometimes, and people don't maybe have not always agreed with his positions. 
But from a purely business standpoint, golly, from a purely business standpoint, he's a he's a savant. He's a genius. He's he's incredible. Um, and so you see, look, you see the Big Ten, you see the Big Twelve. They're scrambling. The, the Pac-12 has no recourse. They're scrambling, but they're dissolved. There's nothing left for them to do, really. Uh, you're seeing these other big conferences, the ACC. Oh, my gosh. The ACC is scrambling, trying to say, oh, can we get Stanford? Does Stanford make sense on the from the West Coast? No, it doesn't make sense. But that's what they're doing because they're scrambling. And what is the SEC doing? We're sitting here with our hands folded. We're sitting here relaxed in our recliner. Y'all wake me up when y'all finish. Y'all wake me up when y'all finish realigning. Y'all wake me up when y'all want to get back to talking about the college football playoff and how it's going to affect all of us because we want to make sure we get our cut. We will get our cut. You think about the 12-team uh, college football playoff. How many SEC teams will be in that first 12-team college football playoff? Four? Five? At least three. At least three. And I would say four or five. And you and you and break that down to percentages. What's that? 25% of the whole playoff will be represented by the, by the SEC. Greg Sankey is a savant. Look, you go out in 2012 and uh, 2011, 2012, and you snag A&M in Missouri. And people think, oh, Missouri, they don't really fit. No, I agree. They don't really fit. But you get the St. Louis television market. You work your way a little bit north, and you have, uh, you know, you secure a high interest uh, right there in the Midwest. A&M, A&M is very much an SEC program, rooted in tradition, rooted in sports. Obviously, no, not not really have a, a whole lot of national success as far as football goes and other programs. But they spend big money and they care about football. They care about athletics. Their their stadium is beautiful. Their the facilities are incredible. Everything about Texas A&M screams it, screams SEC. But then you go for four, five, six years handful of years and you say, okay, I'm uh, Greg Sankey. I'm feeling like uh, the, the landscape is still changing. I'm still, I still feel like this is a fragile situation. What do I want to do? Let me go steal two of the bluest blue bloods in college football or really in college athletics. I know you, a lot of people have all of their own feelings about the university of Texas, their arrogance, their entitlement. Obviously the Longhorn network uh, is, is kind of a, uh, a symbol of that arrogance and entitlement and people feel uh, however they want to feel about Oklahoma and what they really represent as far as coming into the sec. But let's be honest, two of the bluest blue bloods in College athletics, not just football, but in college athletics. Why? The money is obviously a major factor. But the tradition behind the two programs, and for us to be able to steal, for SEC to be able to steal them from the Big 12, you, one, you gutted them. You gutted the Big 10. You basically, or the Big 12. Imagine if a conference came in and said, we want to take Alabama, and I guess at this point Georgia, but uh, really if we want to take Alabama and Maybe Florida, uh, who, who, maybe maybe Tennessee, really Alabama and LSU. You, th you think about the two of the biggest brands in the SEC. Imagine the SEC losing Alabama and then your next biggest brand, whoever you want to give that to, whether it be Georgia, Florida, L LSU, Tennessee, doesn't matter. Auburn. Uh, you take those two brands out of the SEC, you've crippled them. You have decimated the league, and that's exactly what Greg Sankey did. What are you? What are we doing as we're seeing the Big Ten scramble? The Big Ten scrambles by and, and adds the big the Big Ten scrambles and adds USC and UCLA big time brand nice brands you bring in USC and you got I guess you got to take UCLA with them you want the fight on USC brand on and obviously Southern Cal that it, uh, you know speaks for itself it does 
And then they go out and get Oregon and everything. They're, they're scrambling. They're scrambling to match what's in the SEC. Before you got USC, it was Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State holding the banner. And come on, Wisconsin's never going to win a national championship in football. Penn State, what, one or two national titles under under Joe Pa? What, 81? 81 and 80, 81 and 88, maybe? Uh, 81 and uh, I think they have another one in the late 80s. But uh, Penn State, look, these are not blue blood programs like Texas and Oklahoma. These are not blue blood programs like Alabama. Come on now. Greg Sankey says, we don't need to add anyone. If you think about conference expansion, we talked about it yesterday. From the SEC standpoint, look, you can get Clemson. You can get Florida State. You can get Miami. You can get Virginia, North Carolina. You can go get Virginia Tech if you want. I guess you can get Oklahoma State. I mean, if you're trying to keep it somewhat regional. But why? You don't need them. You don't need them. They're not providing anything to this conference. You think about uh, the, the teams that I just mentioned. None of those schools are adding anything to the television market that you don't have. And really, think about it. That's all this comes down to is television market, television dollars. Look, yeah, Clemson might be back in the playoffs. Florida State might be back on the rise. You look at them in the AP poll. They're, they're, they're ranked pretty highly. And you're going to – well, the AP poll that's going to be coming out, they're going to be ranked pretty highly. Of course, Florida State might be back with Mike Norvell. Miami goes through a period every six years where they have a good team. Virginia Tech has a nice little tradition with Inter Sandman. But look, there's nothing that these programs will give you monetarily. There's nothing these programs will give you competitively speaking. Look, I know we've got Vanderbilt and maybe South Carolina and Missouri, not always Mississippi State, not always holding up their end of the bargain. But every conference has a bottom. Every conference has a basement. Greg Sankey. I think we have the perfect blend of 16 teams right now in the SEC. And as conferences scramble, what, you want to add Clemson? Okay, I mean, I guess you're going to anger South Carolina when you do that. You've already got the South Carolina television market. You've already got the, the, the Palmetto State. I think the Palmetto State. Uh, you've already got them wrapped up. You don't need anyone else really to come into the SEC from my opinion I think Greg Sankey knows that I think Greg Sankey knows how strong the positioning is and going back to the conversation yesterday I think that you're the next steps of college football the next steps of college athletics is a breaking away is a, a an entire breaking away from football from the rest of the sports from the other I mean you might have basketball follow but at least football will break away and so when that happens what do you want to do with these kind of these teams that you've added if you, if you say you add Miami or Florida State or you add Clemson or you add another team you add a West Coast team what are you gonna do? You like it's just logistics that you don't need to be messing with. At this point, the SEC is poised to break away with the football and maintain the conference's integrity from every other sport. Sure, I know the the, the travel from uh from Norman, Oklahoma to Gainesville, Florida is not going to be pretty. I know the the travel from uh what Austin, Texas over to Columbia, South Carolina is not pretty. But you're going to maintain the integrity of the conference with the other sports by holding strong at 16. I think Greg Sankey knows that this is the best balance of money and gives us the best maneuverability for the future. Because when the when when the when the breakaway happens, the SEC, our our sixteen teams, boom, we're in the we're, we're in the big boy conference. Boom, we are, we are leaders of the new direction in college football. And I think that that really you got to set yourself up for the next ten years. I think what you're seeing right now with the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 is a massive reaction. Reaction from the SEC taking Missouri and A&M in 2012, taking 
Oklahoma and Texas, what, two years ago. They're going to come into the league next year. I think you're seeing Matt, these other uh, these other conferences are stuck reacting, and Greg Sankey and company are really going to be out on the forefront. Look, in five to ten years, I feel confident that the that college football will break away from the NCAA as a whole, and you're going to see you're going to see these other non-revenue sports revert back to regional conferences. Uh, the softball girls who are upset about the Pac-12 breaking away and jumping into the Big Ten, and their family's not going to be able to see them. Yes, that's terrible for them specifically, but in five to ten years, I think that issue will revert and regress back to the way it was, and you're going to have regional conferences once again. So. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for that's gonna do it for realignment and conference expansion for Nick Saban and the SEC. One more topic for the day. One more topic for the day, and I appreciate everybody, of course, watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Tell a friend about the program. If you love the show, hit the share button, hit the retweet. I guess it's the repost button now on X, uh, you or post, you know, or, or hit the like button on the YouTube page. Of course, we love any and all interaction. And then you can, of course, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon as well. We love being on Bama Central. Let's talk about one more topic for the day. Keep it football related, Alabama football related, more specifically to the the team right now, uh, not the big picture conversation and not recruiting. Let's talk about Pete Rose. What? Pete Rose. Okay, yeah, if you are not on social medias at all, if you're not following anything on the Alabama fan pages or uh, if you're not on BamaCentral.com and you didn't read it last night, let's talk about it. Last night, yesterday, Coach Nick Saban, the University of Alabama, sends a jet uh, out to Pete Rose. And look, if you are under my, if you're younger than I am and you don't know who Pete Rose is, then go to Google real quick and educate yourself. Come on, guys. Come on, guys and girls. Educate yourself. Charlie Hustle, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Indisputably, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But you're not going to find him in the Hall of Fame. You're fine. You find him ostracized from baseball because he gambled on the sport. We've talked about gambling on this show a dozen and a half times. We'll continue to talk about it when it's relevant. Uh, and Pete Rose really, look, he messed his life up in, in, in a huge way. Uh, of course, he's always going to have the, the notoriety of being a part of the big red machine. He's always going to be have, have the notoriety of what? He got like 3,000 hits, I believe it was. I think Is he the all-time leader? All-time MLB hits leader. I think it is. I think he is number one. Is he not? Uh, yeah, number one. Number one. Yeah, I, I knew he was over 3,000. He's number one. Duh, Joe. Uh, 4,256 hits. Uh, he's got uh, just over, almost 100 more than Ty Cobb, and he, he, he uh, dwarfs Hank Aaron. Look, if you don't know those three names, then please uh, <laughs> watch a different show. Uh, just kidding. Keep watching this show. Maybe I'll make you smarter. <laughs> but Pete Rose, he ruined his legacy. I know uh, from uh, from passed down stories. I know from passed down stories, from written stories, from video content uh, that Pete Rose was an amazing player. And I know that Pete Rose worked his tail off. And I know that Pete Rose would fight his mother to win a game. I do. Uh, that, that's kind of his reputation of basically being uh, a competitor to the nth degree. Somebody that, of course, Nick Saban could probably appreciate. And I imagine Coach Saban appreciated his time as a baseball player and appreciated him as a baseball player. But in the late 1980s, if you didn't realize it, late 1980s, it comes out that Pete Rose was gambling on the game of baseball. The cardinal sin, basically, in baseball clubhouses. You don't gamble on the game. Uh, baseball's uh, really been strict about that over the course of time, and you're seeing football get uh, strict on that now, lately, as you look in the NFL, our man Jamison Williams is 
suspended for six games last year. Our man, Calvin Ridley, suspended for an entire year for gambling. Whether they gambled on their team or not, boom, slap, big slap on the wrist. No more football for you for a short time. So if you're really paying attention to college athletics, obviously you know what's happened with the baseball team, the Alabama baseball team. Brad Bohannon fired for giving inside information or either, you know, providing providing insider insider information to gamblers, making trying to make unbelievably a hundred thousand dollar bet on a game. First off, good way to get yourself caught. Don't I mean, come on, gamble small amounts. If you're gonna if you're using insider information and try not to get caught here, I'll put five hundred bucks. I think that's probably a nice little wager to uh, to win on insider information. Uh, you gave yourself away when you went for a hundred thousand dollars, Mister Neff. Ugh. But y'all know Brad Bohannon dismissed. If you're following the rest of college athletics, Iowa. And Iowa State, oh my gosh, they are up to their necks. They are up to their eyeballs in a gambling scandal across several sports, not just football, across several sports. One of them, uh, was it the Iowa State starting quarterback? One of them had, had a quarterback basically gambling on their own games. Uh, and of course, like I do have a little bit of uh, sympathy or pity if I'm betting on myself because obviously, look, I'm trying to win, but you cannot. You cannot get involved in gambling if you're a part of the sport. You, you just can't. It's, 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 it destroys the integrity of the game. And really, honestly, look, you go back to the Tennessee game last year and you think, oh, my gosh, was it rigged? No, it wasn't rigged. If Jameer Gibbs catches that, that, that second down pass, uh, then you're down on the five-yard line and Alabama's kicking a game-winning field goal with three seconds left. It's not. It wasn't rigged. But was the officiating always the best? No, it wasn't. And so you have people thinking about whether you're rigging games or not or whether games are fixed or not. You cannot, you will not, you should not have that aspect or that uh, that conflict of interest from a player standpoint. So what does Coach Saban do? Coach Saban, always a genius, always the GOAT, always one step. I mean, maybe you're not one step ahead, but you can uh, work on the problem and educate about the problem when you're Nick Saban, why don't you go to the most notorious sports gambler probably ever? Pete Rose, you ruined your life by gambling. And I hope you made a lot of money. Uh, I, th- I think he's relatively uh, not so wealthy anymore. Obviously, the, the, the money in the 1980s was different for, for, for Major League Baseball than it is now. Shohei Otani uh, looking to get a billion dollars probably in this next free agency window. But the money a lot differently. Uh, Pete Rose ruined his life. Pete Rose ruined his life, plain and simple. And it took Pete Rose a long time to admit that he took part in gambling. But once he did, you know, he kind of maybe leaned into it a little bit. And, and I love Coach Saban going straight to the source. Let's go to the biggest, most notorious sports gambler of all time and bring him in and talk about probably, I guarantee Pete Rose talked about the thrill of gambling. Look, I've placed wagers on games before. And of course, I will admit to you, it makes watching games more fun. It does, period, plain and simple. It makes watching games more fun. Uh, Let's say it's Alabama, you're a 31-point favorite against MTSU coming up in a couple of weeks. That might be what the line is. You all know Alabama's going to beat the Blue Raiders. You do. It's going to be a beatdown, and we're going to obviously celebrate the first week of the season. Uh, The gambling aspect makes the gives a little more intrigue to the games. But I can gamble on a game. I have no outcome. I have no inter- I have no way to call Coach Saban and say, play this player, play that player. I have no way to say, you know, don't do this, do that. You should try harder. No, I have no influence no, on, on the games. Pete Rose did. Our, our players do. Our coaches do. 
everyone in the athletic facility, I think, has to abide by these rules, whether they are student trainers, whether they're graduate assistants, you have to abide by these rules. And so, look, you don't want to have, look, if, you, if you're found gambling on your, on your, on your own sport, it's basically a lo- immediate loss of eligibility. You're banned from the sport. You're out of, you're out of college athletics. We don't want that for any of our, our college players, football or any other sport, really. Uh, college athletics is a special time. I still believe that it's a special time. I have all, all I've leaned into the fact that it is kind of uh, not really amateurism anymore, but it's still an absolutely special time in these players' lives, in these athletes' lives, in these families' lives. You don't want to jeopardize that. Look, if you go to the NFL, obviously you're making big money. But for players like Johnny X and Billy Y, who may not go to the NFL, maybe your best thing on your resume is I played football for Nick Saban. And you want to have Coach say, look, if you turn in a job for big corporation X or Y, if you're going for a job or going to, to get hired or you're going for other opportunities, you want to be able to say, oh, Nick Saban is on my reference list. And, of course, I think Nick Saban would still you know, be on your reference list if you made some missteps. But let's not give Coach Saban a reason to say, yeah, well, when Billy was here, he gambled on the game and we had to kick him off the team. You don't want that. Come on. Sometimes some of these – I mean, look, you, you see the NCAA commercials where, what, only 1% of athletes will go pro in their sports. Okay, but you still – you got 85 scholarship guys. You These guys are all going to go work in the state of Alabama, work in the southeast, work for big-time corporations, work for big companies. You want to have the Saban endorsement. You want to have the endorsement of the University of Alabama. And a great way to burn that endorsement, oh, my gosh, I guess – uh, I put drugs in the top end of that, but I think drugs can you can get rehab from that because uh, I think Coach Saban has dealt with a couple of guys with drug issues over the course of 17 years and and really helped them uh, rehab and turn their lives around. You if you gamble on the game, if you gamble on the game, the NCAA has no tolerance, no tolerance. Boom, off the team, ineligible, can't transfer. You're done. You're done. And so why would you throw away your football career? Why would you throw your college athletics career away uh, for a cheap throw? You could probably make four or 500 bucks. You can probably make $1,000. You can pro- I mean, you can probably make significant amount of money to you and me, significant amount of money to a college kid, significant amount of money to the middle to lower class, sure. But it's not worth it. The longer term, the longer term benefits uh, far, far, far outweigh the short-term thrill of gambling. And look, if you need to gamble, if you want to gamble, when you're done with your college athletics, the gambling industry is not going anywhere, period. It's not going anywhere. Look at the buildings in Las Vegas. They are sky high for a reason. They're sky high for it. And so you're going to be able to gamble when you get out of college athletics. And I'm sure you'll still have text messages and buddies in the program. You want to use insider information. I don't condone that. But you, you, can, you can, you know, gamble wisely, if you, if you want to put it that way. Just wait. Wait till you're out of the program. Don't give up your eligibility. So Coach Saban yesterday bringing in Pete Rose, bringing in the most notorious sports gambler of all time, and really, I mean, he was he was at the top of the, the top of the sport. You're coaching the team that you dominated for. Imagine, imagine I go play football for the University of Alabama. I put in four All Star years, four years of just absolute studly play, and then four or five years later, I'm hired to coach the team. That's what Pete Rose was doing. Pete Rose put in many years of absolute all-world play for the Cincinnati Reds, worked his tail off, gained the reputation of being just an intense competitor and a great baseball player. 
and for lack of a better term, he crapped all over it. He took he, he, his reputation. He took a lighter and he threw he, he, he threw a match into, into into his reputation and burned it all up. Just an awful situation for Pete Rose. But Coach Saban proving, golly, who else can get Pete Rose into talk about his indiscretions? I'm sure that nobody. Look, I don't want to talk about my indiscretions. I've had many, I've had many, you know, pitfalls in my life. I'm not out here airing them out for public. I guess if you want to know about them, you can DM me, and I'll tell you about all the lessons I've learned already. But Pete Rose, you don't want to go out here and say, "Well, here's how I messed up my whole life." That's a hard. That's a hard lane to take. It is a hard lane to take, and and, and so Coach Saban to get uh, Pete Rose to do that for him to do uh, to do that for the Alabama football team. Massive, massive kudos and commend you for that. So that's going to basically do it for our program today. I'm going to basically I'm going to put this into production and get it turned around. Look, you want to follow me at Joe Gaither Six because I will be in the Naylor Stone Media Room at 4:30, listening to one head coach Nick Saban talk about our Alabama Crimson Tide team, talk about the next steps, the updates from the last couple of days of practice. We'll hear from Coach Saban. I'm sure a lot of it will be vanilla. I'm sure. I honestly, between you and me between you and me. I don't like these press conferences because Coach is just really just giving you a lot of bleh, a lot of I have to be here, here's 10 minutes, and here's as little as possible that I can say. You ever ask him about a player? Oh, Player X is working hard. Player X is coming along. We expect good things from him. We're going to support Player X for uh, for this season. We think he's going to be a contributor to this team. And if he can uh, get a little more consistent in his, in his day-to-day play, then he's going to be a real good player. We're proud of Player X. Those are always answered all, all the time. Well, the offensive line's coming along. Uh, they're really working hard. Uh, they still got work to do. Uh, they still got work to do, but we're really pleased with the progress they're making, and we want to see the guys be consistent in their effort, consistent in their performance, and uh, we still got a couple of weeks to get that consistency up. Those are the Coach Saban press conferences, but we'll be there in case he does deviate in any sort of way. You can follow me at Joe Gaither 6 on the Twitter machine, on Instagram, on Snapchat. I think I'm at Joe Gaither. What am I at? What's my profile on Facebook? I think I'm at Joe Gaither 31, uh, and I don't really know how that 31 got there. Uh, yeah, Joe.Gaither.31 if you want to look me up right there on the Facebook side of things, and we can connect right there. We're going to get out of here for the program. Oh, we're going to be back, obviously, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's Thursday. We're going to have a, a great Friday. We appreciate everybody jumping in and joining us on the show make sure you like subscribe rate review tell a friend about the program i appreciate you the viewer the listener very very much you are the reason why i do this each and every day thank you so much to chris walsh putting me on at writing walsh on the twitter machine to support him follow us at bamacentral.com we are the sports illustrated home of the alabama crimson tide we were the only publication out there last night for the alabama soccer event obviously we're all over football but anything alabama sports related you can find it right there on on BamaCentral.com. So I'm going to get out of here for the day. I'm Joe Gaither. This was a lot of fun. You guys were the listeners. I love you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you tomorrow for another edition of the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com.